Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Coming to you live from Washington, D.C., I'm your host with the most, Monster Mangus. Joining me tonight, as always, live from San Francisco, Girthquake Grimes. How we doing, kid? We're doing well, fellas. Uh, good to be back from our uh, little hiatus there. Uh, had a couple earthquakes, speaking of Girthquake, uh, out here in California, but we're all good. I was just about to say the uh, the nickname has never been more true. So. It's never, never more been tr- more true. <laughs> Guys, just disrupting states. Wow. Exactly. Coming, I'm, I'm splitting the earth. Coming to us live from Richmond, Tommy Tits. How we doing, kid? I am good. This is arguably the best week of the entire summer with the MLB All Star break. Um, I've been enjoying every last second of it, and I hope you are too. Well, thank you for your words of wisdom. Last up, live from Nashville. Good to have you. Shakes, how we doing, kid? Uh, back as always. Doing pretty well, like Tom said. Just, uh, you know, enjoyed the home run derby last night. You got the All-Star Game streaming right now and uh, coming off a fresh week of NBA free agency. So, yeah, pretty hot week. Ooh, it's hot. All righty. Well, you know the deal. End of regulation is everything sports and entertainment. We will keep you up to date on the biggest stories and games. Put a little money in your pocket with weekly sports picks and keep you entertained with banter that you didn't know you needed to know. So, without further ado, let's kick it off. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. But before we start, can I just say something? Free ASAP Rocky. Have you? Have I you actually been keeping up. With I, any I watched. I watched all the videos today, man. He's totally. It's ridiculous that he's being held in prison, and yeah. also he's being held in solitary confinement. Where he also fucked that dude. Up. Yeah, yeah but the guy confinement in Sweden. They probably serve like cupcakes there. Dude, Wait, I was looking at. I was looking at prisons there today. They believe in like reform and not incarceration. So it's like it's literally a dorm room. It looks like Bar- Bartlett dude, or Bowman. I, I I heard the opposite, man. I heard that he's sleeping. From what I've heard, this is you know I, I forget who who reported this or whatever, but from our source, from our from source. our from from, from, from my uh, from my sources over in Sweden, uh, apparently he's sleeping on a yoga mat in solitary confinement with no blanket and he eats an apple a day because the food they serve there is like absolute garbage and the guy who's next to him is some mentally deranged guy who bangs his head this is i mean this is my source so i I, take it with a grain of salt i read the same stuff so so is the guy in the cell next to him apparently bangs his head on the wall all day long and throws his feces throws his feces around the room and no one ever cleans it up is he rooming with a monkey a real life monkey it sounds like literally yeah it does sound like it now that i you know think about that but no dude in the videos man he's not doing anything wrong they're just telling this fucking asshole who's clearly fucked up to get away and he just keeps following him it's like of course like he had it coming they told him like 10 times dude we do not want to fight you well he got fought and he got fucked up and yeah, now all like a bunch of major artists have come out, like Post Malone, Tyler the Creator, The Game. They've all said that they're never performing in Sweden again. And I'm, I'm not very well versed on like the international state of hip hop, but that can't be good for you know these major artists that sell out forty to fifty thousand people 
on international tours every night. Um, so, you know, just prayers up to ASAP. Hope they figure this shit out. And, on the flip uh, side, comes man, home. I can't imagine the game is in extremely high demand in Sweden. Dude, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that the game, for whatever reason, has a crazy international. I think that's following. the only following he has. Right now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, well, I think that's like, I mean, we're definitely keeping that in, right? For sure. Yeah, yeah. we're rolling. Yeah, what, what, without a doubt, no diggity schmiggity. All right, well, <clears throat> we might as well dive in full head first before we dive into agenda, uh, while we got the wheels warm. An erection for a whole year or hiccups for life. <laughs> erection for sure. Erection. For uh, I'm gonna go erection too. I'm, Even I'm pretty though... much standing at, you know, half a year as is. So what's another half? <laughs> yeah, when you combine all the mornings, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> you're, you're pretty much going for half a year already. 365 days, baby. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna see your erection for a year and raise you. I'm gonna wear sweatpants the entire year. Oh Jesus, oh, that is over over hiccups for you. Yeah, over hiccups for a year for sure. No, it's hicc- hiccups forever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's dude. Gonna, ra- dude. Like you, without a doubt, you get fired. I think. I'm... <laughs> How do you walk around with a raging erection and not get in trouble? Well, if you got sweatpants on, you can just do the slip and tuck in the waistband, and, and you're good. <laughs> or if you don't do yeah. that, then you're just pitching a tent, you know, twenty-four-seven. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Burgundy style. Yeah. At least if you got right, like well, fucking compression shorts on, you can contain that thing. Well, well, all right, yeah. That's <laughs> compression shorts would be a good move. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's not digress any further. Let's jump into the agenda. Let these fine people know what we got tonight. As always, Banner will kick that off. Uh, not like we haven't already been doing that, but we've got Facebook frenzy, back-to-back world champions announcement, and UFC 239 recap. Plus more. We've got the MLB. Home Run Derby. We've got review, takeaways, and more. So stick around till the very end. Let's go ahead and kick it off. Um, we mentioned it earlier. Girthquake Grimes is just laying it down on the West Coast and disrupting the San Andreas Fault. So uh, I don't know how political we really want to get here, but somebody threw it in, so let's discuss it. Okay, well, all I'm saying... Uh, I was down in Southern California this past weekend and about like a hundred miles away from me. Uh, I woke up to a text from like my dad or some, something like that being like, Hey, are you okay? Like, did you feel the earthquake? Uh, I didn't feel the earthquake. People in LA did, which is further away from where the earthquake took place, felt it. Um, but I didn't feel it. It was like a 6.6, something like that. And I was like, Oh, whatever. It's not a big deal. The next day, the next night, I should say, there's another earthquake, 7.1, in the exact same area. And all I'm saying is, California's going to break off into the ocean within, like, the next year. I fucking hope so. Get Good. out of there first. I'll, I'm working on that part. but Yeah, jump shit. So, so they're saying, like, every 150 years, the big one comes. Um, the big one being, like, you know, the, a major earthquake in a metropolitan area. And... Uh, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, there's been a lot of shit going on. Lots of tornadoes, lots of flooding, lots of earthquakes, lots of this and that. I mean, it's pretty hard. I will say, the D.C. shit was pretty nutty, man. Dude, the videos are so fucking insane. It It's pretty scary. Like, D.C. is notorious for getting horrible flooding. Like, 
built on a swamp. It's just infrastructure is shit, but uh, man, it took a toll on the city without a doubt. I saw videos of cars fully submerged. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, you know, to stay away from the politics side of it, it's pretty hard to say that climate change isn't proven or it isn't real. Like, you know, Tom, Tom, I think you can back me up there, too. Like the pendulum, the pendulum swings, baby. This is just testing the waters. We're, we're getting rid of the weak, you know? Well, it's swinging hard as fuck here in Middle Tennessee. I'm not going to lie because it is a hot one constantly. Yeah, yeah. literally it's too hot to even go outside. Right uh, like every weekend, I'm just like, oh, you know, what What should we do today? Uh, oh, yeah, it's so hot that if I walk outside, I'm going to die. So basically, yeah. either go sit in the pool for a few hours and drink bush or sit inside for a few hours and drink bush. Those are my <laughs> two summer activities. But you're definitely drinking bush. Yeah, but by the way, the by the way, this episode is brought to you by Bush Light Beer. Yeah, right. shout out Bush. Give Sponsor us a uh, sponsorship. Um, yo, check the text I just sent you. Speaking of L.A., no. non-related, but L.A. Fitness, uh, there was a gas explosion um, also down, in, down in Florida. It is actually probably one of the craziest uh, pictures, footage I've seen. It literally looks like a horrific terrorist attack. Like, 23 people injured one in trauma the whole place was just decimated yeah that does not look good uh i mean you hate to see that honestly uh, you, you know, if you feel bad pray for those people prayers out a, to them apparently it was at a vacant pizza place next door that like didn't close off their their pipes or gas or something but all all of the the question marks behind it and clearly it looks like it just happened so hopefully more details will come out but it, it just seems a little too sketch to be coincidental. So I'm going to go ahead and blame global warming. Jesus. All right. Well, <laughs> on to the next one. Um, we highlighted it on Instagram, but it is National Rosie O'Donnell Appreciation Day. Uh, sorry, National Cow Appreciation Day. Um, and uh, Chick-fil-A is giving out free sandwiches. So you're obviously going to be listening to this episode, and that's too late. But if you were the smart ones, you got on board. When when um, is this? That was today. Whoops. Did uh did you dress up like a cow today? No, I dressed up as Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> did they still give you a free sandwich? Nope. <laughs> got denied. <laughs> Just slapped a name tag on the chest. What's she doing nowadays? I feel like she really fell off. Who cares? I don't know. She was um, when Trump was running for president. She was, you know, hot in the media, just talking shit. Uh, yeah, and now those days are, about. you know, gone. So she's she's crawled back into her fucking cave. Fucking hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, in more large in, hole. in more important world news, pounds in the Philippines. I'm just throwing out titles. I'm creating titles. All right. Uh, bricks of cocaine are washing up on shore in the Philippines for months now. Just months, street value of just millions. So, if you are somebody who dabbles, I would head down there. If you somebody who deals, I would head down there. If let's, nothing uh, else, go to the Philippines for vacation. Let's have your wedding there, <laughs> on the on the shores, basically. Um, yeah. No. To but expand it, on that a little bit, there was just a container ship seized at a Philadelphia port. Philadelphia. <laughs> Worst I've ever heard. Uh, after having stopped for port in Colombia, Chile, Peru, Panama, and the Bahamas, finally made it to Philadelphia, was seized with a record $1.3 billion worth of cocaine 
18,000 kilos. Oh. Wow. Sitting in Philly. Gardner, that's drivable distance for you right now. <laughs> you just got to break into Tom, the police got, headquarters. Tom, you got a place to store it? Uh, yeah, I got a shed in my backyard. We Bring the da- Nissan up. Let's tint the windows out. We're going. I don't think the Nissan would drive with that much cocaine in it. <laughs> as, as an aside, the ship was found to have belonged to J.P. Morgan. No. So that's just, uh, not, I don't, obviously not the Morgan family, uh, but, you know, uh, it's, it's a J.P. Morgan ship. Yeah, container you never ship. know. You never so, know. Juan, Juan, Juan yeah. Paul Morgan? Right. Juan, Juan <laughs> Paul. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, next up on the docket here. We talked about it in the agenda. Facebook frenzy. Apparently a bunch of fucking kooks on Facebook are planning or pledging to uh, storm Area 51 on September 20th. Um, Nearly 100,000 people have said that they plan to go. And another 150 plus uh, are interested. So, again, we talk a lot about cleaning out population right Um, this is going to be a most excellent clearing oh yeah um it is going to be a biblical proportion i mean 150 people will be gunned down uh, by alien ships that's going to be the best part (laughs) they're going to get gunned down by the alien ships that they're holding in area 51 well their their whole facebook motto is like let's storm area 51 they can't stop all of us and it's like uh buddy yes they (laughs) can't yeah Here's, here's the thing Here's the thing. Area 51 is literally a distraction. They have the gover- sharks the with freaking laser beams. They're like, oh, yeah, we just got this section out in the desert where we're, like, doing experiments and there's, like, aliens and UFOs. No. These fuckers have this stuff hidden somewhere else, probably out in the desert. And Area 51 is just a ploy to distract all the idiots like these almost 250,000 idiots. And man, I hope they all go. I re- I really do. Quick question. Uh, speaking of Area 51, there is a documentary currently on Netflix about this guy that uh, quote unquote uh, was was hired to, to work um, you know at the lab at Area 51 back in the I suppose the late 80s. Um, You're talking about Bob yeah. Lazar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bob Lazar. Right? Yeah, so he, he yeah, yeah, Bob Lazar. He went on Joe Rogan he was too. On GRE. I actually do believe the guy. Even though like, you know, cuz of course the government's going to every scientist is going to remove themselves. I do believe the guy cuz I don't think this random like soft-spoken dude. dude he says he was like probed. No, he like, wor- you've been probed or like actually probed. Yeah, pr- yeah, what kind of probe? <laughs> <laughs> Not uh, the good kind I, of probe. I, I don't I don't buy it at all. I feel like anybody that would come out and reveal any sort of secrets or insight as to what's really going on there would be killed instantly. Well, that's why he said that he did it was basically as an insurance plan to like, to be like, hey, if if I fucking die, here's why, you know, um, so... But anyways, it, it was worth the hour and a half that it's on Man, Netflix. If, the, if I will say that shit under the radar, like... People had no idea, and he just dropped this. Is like, hey, look, if I die, that's pretty fucking cool. He uh, smart ploy on his part. I will say one thing though: when you're, if you watch the, the either Joe Rogan's podcast or the the documentary, the guy who is the the producer director of this of this documentary is the biggest fucking tool on earth. Yeah, he he is like are. almost unbearable. Actually, he's unbearable. Anyways. 
I do believe that he's they been did on, some. He's been on GRE a couple of times. I've look. I've always been fascinated by the shit he says. Don't get me wrong. You know me, uh, but I don't know, man. I just don't buy into the. I, I believe that there is a Area Fifty One. You know. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna ask you guys. Do you? Like, I mean, you know, just you know, cards on the table. Like, do you think? Do you believe like in, that aliens have been to Earth? Like, do you think that we've got like alien ships? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I don't say believe yes. we have alien technology, but I believe they've been here. I'm gonna say yes. I think I I, I, I personally agree. believe they have alien ships and that they're like examining them. If you if you don't believe in aliens and you don't have your head wrapped around how infinitely big, well, the that's not necessarily is. a question. Of course, I I was just saying, have I they been to Earth? Aliens, but yes, do I believe that the U.S. government has had their hands on alien technology and and done some, you know? reverse engineering to try and fucking capture like technology. you're talking yeah. about covenant plasma shooting guns i don't know what i'm talking about no but we should we should be serious advocate for um getting these people to storm extraterrestrial species you know we should stop calling them aliens that's kind of degrading you know what i mean like we want them to come to us i want to chill with these dudes yeah we <laughs> should get them on the podcast you exactly. haven't you haven't smoked weed until you've smoked alien weed i'll say that <laughs> <laughs> um no, okay, crazy. Somebody was telling me this, Harry. Somebody, uh, it was on GRE, I think. Uh, JRE. Lyrics, what? JRE. Yeah, sorry, JRE. Um, they're explaining that they may uh, have proven that mushrooms came from outer space. Uh, that they came on asteroids, landed on Earth, and grew that way because they still really aren't able to identify, obviously, why they, they produce these, like, psychedelic that's the most uh, baller shit i've ever heard yeah I, you didn't hear from me that? that's of the that's the first i've ever heard of it that's some that's interesting it was definitely on uh on uh jre but um but somebody told me through the grapevines and i looked it up and i was absolutely just blown away brent you would definitely get a kick out of that shit you should read that shit through and through I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take a hard pass here. Grab a flyer on the no. Just uh, as a the scientist side, I I just don't buy it. How? It's the the psychedelic effects that are produced when you eat mushrooms are strictly a you know some mechanism that's been developed through you know genetic mutations and adaptations over billions of years. Yeah, from outer space, dog. No, that shit's happening right on our home turf, and. If you think you trip when you eat mushrooms, imagine what a fucking 90-pound deer is going to do when it eats <laughs> three pounds of it. Later. They're going to um, be like, wow, I am never touching that shit again. I'm so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never... All right, well, Jeez. I'm hoping these Or these maybe deer... the deer is like heady as fuck and he likes it. I don't know. Dude, that... I'm ho- I'm hoping that these deers, the mushrooms, these people, they all head to Area 51 and have a fantastic time. <laughs> Um, let's move on. Uh, next on the docket, Copenhagen crackdown. Um, what? Yeah, man. Copenhagen is now cracking down on drinking and scootering. So are other European countries. Oh, you scared me with the Copenhagen crackdown. I thought you were talking about dip. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God, you addict. Um, like uh, so, Bird, Lime, Uber, Lyft. No, you like this news. Uh, Bird, Lime, Uber, Lyft. All these scooters are getting cracked down. People driving them drunk. Twenty-eight people arrested this weekend. Three hundred dollar fines each. 
Um, Want to hear your thoughts? Time to put the kibosh on scooters or what? It's been time for this, bro. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm all the way out on. Here's the thing. I have I do have a little fucking like internal dichotomy going on with the scooter thing. If more people were getting hurt, I'd be all for them because I just like keep waiting on all these idiots to get on these scooters riding around in the middle of fucking traffic. But they're not halfway drunk and they're not getting hurt. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it's purely an annoyance for me. And so I'm like, all right, I'm out on scooters but if everyone was like if every other day there was like a serious injury i'd be like keep getting on these things you stupid motherfuckers keep doing it keep doing it keep doing it but yeah just not enough people are going down uh so take them (laughs) take them off the streets i thought it was going to be like a good way to as we keep talking about thin the herd if you will but it's not really going the way that i want it to nashville is out on scooters because as it turns out extremely unfortunate situation some kid did die um so, so even, they pulled the scooters even, in Nashville, yeah. Even even more unfortunate news, they're putting them back, and they're revisiting it in late August again. But, Who, Nashville? Yeah. God damn it. I don't <laughs> keep up with the news uh, well enough, Well, it's, it's not necessarily news, but it also won't be disclosed on here. Um, we'll talk about it afterwards. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so Insider Copenhagen is, is hanging out, uh, <laughs> or handing out, I should say, DUIs. Uh, to people that are riding scooters drunk. So I guess this is uh, kind of uh, forward progress, but at the same time, it's kind of helping those people. It's like putting out PSAs about Tide Pods. Let's just let it happen. Sure. Thin the herd. Um, All right. More important news here. Last two bits. We've got the U.S. women's national team. Uh, They have won their third World Cup. Uh, Fourth. They went fourth. Uh, third in the last, you know, in our lifetime. Um, and they went back-to-back. Um, just an absolutely spectacular performance. It was really cool to watch them. Uh, they, you know, were playing seamlessly through the entirety of the championship, um, starting off with a 13-1 or 13-0 and uh, defeat against Thailand in the first round and, and just – absolutely steamrolling through the rest of the competition um huge respect and props to them obviously you know there's a bunch of drama and bullshit that's coming around it with you know the refs and everybody getting paid more than them but let's just kind of bask in the glory of them bringing home you know their fourth cup yeah i'll say this also um their semifinal game versus england was absolutely one for the books grimes i have a feeling you watched that if Mm -hmm. not that's a big mistake on your part Um, i did fucking incredible game uh the only game they didn't score in the first 12 minutes was the final which you know was 0-0 for a long time but you know they came out early against england like i said in the semifinals, put one in net in like the 11th minute um england quickly answered in like the 18th minute and then later on uh you know america took took the lead again i guess it was 2-1 for the better part of the second half and uh with not very long to go i think it was in like the 75th minute or so um basically you know chick from england their biggest threat i can't even remember her name at the moment you know kind of had a breakaway goal um looked like it was a goal the entire way i'm not gonna lie and it they they put it on the scoreboard for about two minutes and then you know they have the new rule where you know much like the nfl basically they send it to like the the replay center 
Um, they notified the refs on the field that like they should take a look at it, and they pulled the goal off the board. It was a pretty big controversy. Even I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, what was the call? Offsides? Yeah, she was offsides by like by like a, a by like a, a foot, like literally. <laughs> yeah. uh, if base like. Of course, you know, I'm all, all you're ever listening to is, like, the American broadcasting, and they're like, oh, yeah, offsides. But if that had been America, shit would be burning to the ground. I can't imagine yeah. what the British were thinking, and it, it was big time. So, yeah, we walked, squeaked away with the win there, but it was a pretty – and then uh, not long after that, the same chick, uh, like, in the 80th minute, had a chance to tie it up on a PK, and she just put it right into the hands of the keeper – and she was rattled, like from the from the previous incident, completely rattled. She choked, and uh, we got away with the win, and then obviously put it on Sweden or uh, the Netherlands in the final. Yeah, man, and, and props to Alex Morgan for that fantastic celly. Yeah, and, that's a hard celly. And, and dude, fuck those, dude, <laughs> bitter Brits that are like going after her on the on these news. Fucking uh, Piers Morgan's about networks. to have a conniption. Dude, it's like, I wish chill, it's like chill out. You know what I mean? It's it's whatever. I'm not going to. Girls gonna waited her whole life for this moment. Yeah, honestly, shut the fuck up. Um, well, well, props. Um, go America. Yeah, go America. It, it's it's rapping now, right? Rapping now? Rapino. 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 Yeah, Megan Rapino. Rapino. Uh, props to Megan Rapino um, <laughs> for getting the golden boot. Uh, apparently quoted Nipsey Hussle afterwards. I missed that. Um, oh yeah, she posted but, about it on her Instagram or something. Yeah, does anyone have the, Does anyone have the quote? It's actually pretty sweet. I don't. We can mm. probably look it up. That, that would have been uh, good to cover on the front end. <laughs> I, I will <laughs> say, uh, for a country uh, that is plagued right now by like seemingly unequal, you know, rights and all this and that for women, um, and also hating soccer. We are fucking sick at women's soccer. Yeah. And also our Very fans sick. travel like crazy for that shit. All right. I got the quote right here. And uh, so I'm referencing her Instagram page, which is a uh, quote reference to Nipsey saying, ain't really trip on the credit. I just paid all my dues. Just respected the game. Now my name and all the news. Tripping on all my moves. Quote me on this. I got a lot more to prove. Nice. That's pretty nice. And she re- and she recited that like no, like without you know off the top of the dome. For all uh, we know, it's, like, an, it's an Instagram caption. So uh, oh, I I thought it was a qu- I thought it was a quote that she said to like a reporter after the game, which would have been I fucking so, savage. Maybe, that would have been pretty maybe savage. she said it. I don't I don't know. No no. Instead, she was just dragging the flag all over the. Field and stomping on. I'm kind of surprised. Serious? <laughs> oh, dude, you didn't see this? Like, I'm not going to distract from from how fantastic this is, but uh, her, Alex Morgan, and uh, it, what's uh, uh, Ertz's wife's name? Julie. Julie, Ertz, right? yeah. yeah, Julie. The best uh, the athlete. Th- in the that three family. of them holding the flag up and the trophy. They start to like do this like weird celebration dance the whole time they're dragging the flag. Then they drop the flag, step on it to go over it as they're like doing an airplane. Some girl runs up behind, grabs it, like picks it up really quick, and like throws it over her shoulders. Respect. Um, what a couple idiots! God. Yeah. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's like, look, here's the thing. I'm with Tom. 
These girls are unbelievable, and they blow the men's team out of the water. The men's team, I don't think they've ever won a, a, a World no, they, Cup. No, they have they, not. They nor nor to, will they uh, ever. Mexico yeah, they didn't like even the million fucking qualify. And, but then you go and do shit like this. And, and like, yeah. Megan made a, a huge point of, like, kneeling during the anthem. Fine. Go ahead. Do as you please. But, like, stop distracting from your talents. You know what I mean? And, and that's what's frustrating is you have to do all this bullshit to distract from the fact that you guys are pure gold. Yeah, I couldn't care less about Megan Rapinoe fucking kneeling. I, I do not give a shit about that. But that you're just – if there's one thing that you have to do in the fucking celebration what, when you're acting like complete fools after a- accomplishing the thing you've been working towards your entire life – just keep the flag off the ground and don't don't open up that can of worms for all the idiots out there to be like myself included. Yeah. Be, what the exactly. fuck are you ladies doing? Yeah. God. Well, you, you had one job right then. After after you've got the trophy, you've got one job, and that's to keep the fucking flag off the ground and not look like a bunch of bamboozles. Bamboozles. Hoodwinked. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, it, you know, huge props. I'm really excited to see uh, these girls continue to do work. Like they're a really young team um and they still have a lot of potential so you know as megan said or nipsey i should say you know she's got a lot more to prove so onward ufc 239 i'm gonna go ahead and turn this over to you guys as i did not see any of this um but congratulations john jones on the win via split decision yeah yeah uh tom take it away jones is John Jones is just a bad dude, um, and I'm honestly I don't know if I would have scored it a split decision. Um, I, I I feel like John Jones defended himself well enough. He took a lot of leg damage in the second round, I think, and um, you know it's. You it, think? Isn't it? I'm, I mean, I, I saw <laughs> he he did, but like, was it enough to give? Didn't um, he tear his ACL, MCL, <laughs> PCL, so, and meniscus? Well, that no. The thing is, um, Diego Santos, who he fought, tore literally. Ev- so, as an ACL survivor, I know a little bit about knee injuries. I snapped my ACL, which was like pretty fucking bad. This guy tore every ligament that connects your, you know, the top of your leg to the bottom half of your leg. Every single one. That oh shit. shit! John Jones got hurt too. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's okay. He said right. he just has like bruises on his shin. It wasn't that bad. Oh damn! I didn't realize that. I thought you had started talking about uh, Santos. No, no. So, I mean, San- Santos dealt a good amount of damage in the second round, but he—I don't know exactly when it happened, but he literally tore fucking everything. And I, I think John Jones sensed the blood in the water there, and just you know did what he needed to do. It wasn't an all-time exciting John Jones fight, um, but I think he knew where he stood in the fight, where he stood in the judges' eyes, and what he needed to do to get out of there with a victory. Because Santos has Man, put away brutal. power. That's a long road in uh, terms of recovery. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever fight again. I mean, that's we're, we're talking about at least a year down the road before you can start, train. start to get back. In, yeah, start to get back into fighting shape. And never mind like the, the mental... It's like yeah. a year to get back into weightlifting shape, not even fighting shape. Like to be able to actually put power into kicks, no way. That's like a two, three, four year road, man. No, yeah, yeah I agree. And that so, guy's fucked. I don't know what exactly is gonna happen now. I don't know who John Jones fights next, but um 
props oh, to Deion Sanders. He's for he's. We're there. talking. I, I watched the uh, post conference uh, interview with John Jones, and I also actually watched a, a different uh, press conference with the upcoming main events. Uh, one of which is Daniel Cormier, who's fighting Stipe Miocic uh, for a, mm-hmm. a, a go round uh, or a round two for them. Um, but it looks like a uh, John Jones and Daniel Cormier part three. The, you know the trilogy fight is is you know not too far that away from us. That would be most excellent. Yeah. So I don't know when that would be. Uh, it it kind of depends. It'd be interesting because they're uh, they're coming to New York. They're doing MSG in November. The UFC that is, and and there's some talks about Connor fighting an MSG in that card. Uh, mm-hmm. Is he allowed back there yet? Yeah, he's allowed back. He's only suspended six months, and that was like a year ago. But I thought we. Uh no, that was like we six months ago. We decided that Connor would never fight unless he was the main card. Yeah, so he would be the main event. Um, but that's tough because it would probably be versus could be, uh, actually, it'd probably be versus like Nate Diaz. So that maybe two trilogy fights on the same card. That'd be big fucking money, man. That's well. Speak speaking of those two, they got into it uh, ringside at the fights last weekend. Khabib was there, Diaz was that. there, and they had to get split up. So like, I don't know if that was just for props or what. But I would fucking love... I, I'm a huge Nate Diaz guy. I would love to see Nate Diaz just get in the ring again. And But the issue is he, he doesn't give a fuck. He, he he cares less than... Connor cares less about getting in the ring. Then Mayweather cares less about getting back in the boxing ring. He doesn't give a shit. Because he knows he's just a bad motherfucker. And nobody wants the hands. Nobody yeah. wants the hands. We'll see. We'll see. We're all, you know We're talking speculation here. But let's get into... You know the the showstopper highlight of of the night at UFC 239, Jorge Masvidal, nicknamed Street Jesus, with a two second knockout, five fastest f- five second fastest five, knockout five in UFC, UFC history. Oh my god! Flying I, I knee was... to the head of Ben Arskin, or Askren. I mean, one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. I think you're right that it. I think it only took him two seconds to knock him out, but it took five seconds for the ref to call it, and it was just fucking awesome to see. Because if you go back and you look at like the press conference and, oh. and the weigh-in and everything, everything leading up to that fight, Ben Askren is like notorious for being the biggest, one of the biggest trash talkers in the UFC, and for him to just fucking be put to sleep like that was incredible, dude. Sorry, I'm just watching this. That is vicious. It's and it's on, vicious. On a little, oh, little side oh note. Oh my god. Um I was smart enough to bet a little cash on Jorge Mazdaval prior to that. Locked him in at plus 170. Pretty good odds. And uh yeah, I was I was a happy camper last Saturday night. Oof, man. That was one of the craziest knockouts. I easily I've ever seen. I mean, that thing is going to go down in, in infamy. Um, Dude, Ben As- Ben Askren's also one of the grossest-looking dudes I've ever seen. You know who he, he reminds me a lot of Chael Sonnen, right? Like, kind of like it. the way that the way that they not like looks necessarily, but like the way that they talk is like mm-hmm. really, really similar. Uh, bullshit talkers, of course. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, Askren Askren got his ass kicked, and uh, we'll see how he bounces back from this one. He was like, that guy lost all of his brain cells. Done. Yeah, he was good night out cold. I will I will give him props afterwards. He came out and he was clearly humbled, and they're like, "How about a rematch?" And he straight up said, "I don't deserve a rematch," 
which yeah i, I always like I that think shit is, is good i mean Swap. that was his first professional loss nah, he's now dude. 19 and 1 so it'll be interesting to see who he draws now um but a little word of advice uh, keep your fucking head up ben Askren. yeah jesus christ um well we got one last thing wrapped up here or to wrap up for ufc 239 um Miss Big Dick Amanda Nunez. Uh, yeah, she's a fucking monster, and she should fight the guys because there's not a female in the world that can stop her. There's, she's one of the baddest people in all of the UFC. Apparently, Henry Cejudo uh, challenged her to fight. I'm not sure if it was jokingly or not. Um, I don't think I don't think Cejudo wants that smoke right now. I think I think I would be interested in seeing a fight like that if the rules were bent a little bit to be like no striking only wrestling. How many how many seconds do you get how many how many seconds do you give yourself in the ring with her? With her? I would kick her ass. Brent. Brent shut, shut your up. Dirty mouth. I I'd think fucking, Brent's I'd like fucking, our, our sacrificial goat for that. Whenever yeah. we're like how long could you last in the ring with this person? We just throw Brent in there. Because we've like talked Charlie about this Ward. before and the fact of the matter is... If anyone says more than 10 seconds... Well, that's not necessarily these are, true. These are f- literally certified killers, regardless yeah. of their gender. They kill people with their hands for a living. I'd be out faster faster than Santos fucking... Yeah, I would, set, I would set the new record for the world's fastest knockout. Or, or not Santos, sorry. I'd be fucking <laughs> out faster than Ben Askren. Done. Two seconds. It'd be like when Kimbo fought that pick. I was just about fought. to say that. Remember when Kimbo got knocked out in like 15 seconds? Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. 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 All right. Well, yeah. uh, let's let's get into the real uh, real cheese of the week and uh, Vladimir Chos? Guerrero Jr. Chos? Let's talk about the chores. Yeah, uh, Vlad Guerrero uh, came out swinging, literally. Uh, in no the pun fucking- intended. Yeah, pun intended, big time. Um, in the home run derby, uh, honestly, I can't say that I've watched like the last few until this year. Um, I do vividly remember the 2008 derby at Yankee Stadium when um, what's his face, Josh Hamilton uh, for the Rangers set the original record at 28 home runs in a round. Guerrero, 20 years old, made of steel, comes out in the first round, blessed 29. Um, comes out in the second round, matches his own record with 29 again, and honestly, if he hadn't choked the last couple swings away, uh, he was he was a few feet from hitting 30. Um, he just basically had warning track power on that last ball. Um, but not only that, um, I, I would say the the other big surprise uh, young gun in the show, of course, was Ronald Acuna Jr. He came out in the first round and hit 24 of his own, extremely respectable round. Um, and if he'd, as I told you guys kind of in our group text, if he'd had the pitching of, of Vlad, he would have been right there pushing that 28-29 number himself. Uh, but I guess all in all, all that matters is Vlad didn't even win. Uh, Pete Alonso comes out of nowhere with, with that fucking tobacco chopping power, <laughs> meaty fucking forearms, and, and takes the whole thing. But, you know, the real story, which I'll let Tom get to, is that guy the, rubbed out some knuckleballs back in the day. The amazing <laughs> semifinal round between Vlad Guerrero and uh, what's his first name? Peterson. Jock Peterson. Jock um, Peterson. Pains me, pain me to say I was big on Jock Peterson going into the derby. I even went as far as to tell everybody on my personal page 
threw a little money on him, and uh, what a fucking round! I don't, I don't even know the numbers. There was nearly eighty home runs combined in that semifinal. It was amazing, dude. Th- that was better than any baseball game I've seen all year. Better than most baseball games I've seen in recent history, uh, including the Red Sox World Series victory last year. That was just dude, awesome for baseball. No doubt. They're just hitting absolute dingers all night. Yeah, and, um, so to expand on that a little bit, the in the semifinal round there, uh, Jock Peterson and Vlad Guerrero you know, tied throughout the round, uh, even after the bonus time that they have, the 30-second bonus time. They went into like a sudden death. Uh, swing off, you know, each each player gets three swings, they tied twice more, and then finally in the, I guess, the third overtime period. Yeah, uh, Vlad, it, it went down to, uh, like, three swings apiece, and in the first, like, double OT, they each hit one home run in three swings, and then in the second OT, Vlad channeled, I don't know, maybe his dad's power, because uh, Vlad Sr. won in 07, and he ended up knocking two out, and then Peterson um, hit one, grounded out, and then grounded out again to end the longest round in Derby history. But what a fucking experience! Oh yeah, um, it, it was amazing. It was so amazing that the conversation isn't even surrounding Pete Alonso with the win. You know, it's it's literally all about Florida's right. first couple rounds and that amazing semifinal round. The, the changes, awesome. the changes they've made to the Derby are just incredible getting away from yeah. like you get 10 outs to doing this head-to-head matchup you got four minutes around hit as much out as you turn. can it, it's yeah. it's such a game changer like like you said you haven't watched the last three four five hormone derbies i'm in the same exact boat uh you know because it just wasn't like i was you know it just didn't do anything for me and now that they get this more competitive they get the million dollar prize on the line i mean dude they they've done it right man they've they've uh that's some entertaining stuff right there. Just watching. Yeah, I don't have the stats from like a TV viewership perspective, but like you can tell just by looking at the stands, like this this thing is packed now. And it, I know the MLB All Star Week has always been an, a huge deal, and you know baseball's popularity in general has kind of died off. You know here recently, or has I shouldn't say died off. It's just a little less popular than it once was. Mm-hmm. But I mean these the home run derby last night was packed. Uh, people were losing their fucking minds. You could feel it through the tv you know extremely high energy and like you said just the format you know the little head-to-head seated tournament style is is really awesome it's it's badass so um just because i didn't pay attention to it uh or notice the pitching um they they still select their own pitchers like who they want to pitch them did vlad have his dad pitch for him no uh, no, nah, he had like his pitching coach. Um, on that note, though, I will say a shout out to Matt Chapman. Uh, <laughs> Thank who, you. Who was a, a scratch um, for Christian Yelich, and he had about 24 hours notice, and he called his dad up, and he says, Dad, come pitch to me in the home run derby, and that is just fucking awesome. That was like, cool. I, I, you have to admit, though, his, awesome. da- his dad looked a little rusty out there. He was uh, a little. <laughs> if, if he had a half-decent pitcher... He, I think Chapman could have beaten Vlad. He was he, launching he had a ton of power. No anything, doubt about anything it. close. He was bombing out of progressive yeah. field. He had, he had a ton of power, but he had roughly, you know, like I feel like in the four minutes of little BP, you know, there aren't that many pitches. You know, a couple per per hitter that are thrown out of the strike zone. Poor Chapman's dad, man. He he put like half of the pitches outside the strike zone. Like he was, they were all takes, and even finally he started reaching for them swinging out of his shoes and he was gassed but 
Yeah, like you said, of, of the 13 or 14 that he hit, he hit a couple absolute bombs. And here's a pretty fun little stat for you. There were 24.8 miles of home runs hit last night in this derby. 28.4. 24. 24.8. Oh, 24.8. That's dyslexic. That's like a, a home run <laughs> marathon. That's yeah. fucking incredible. Uh, Vlad Jr. alone hit 7.3 miles of homers. Damn. That's wild. But uh, lastly, um, on the home run derby note, uh, shout out to Pete Alonzo. I know nobody's really giving you the respect you deserve, but um, you know, A1 a dude, I really didn't know what to think of this guy. I didn't really expect much from him, um, but he came out, or even before, he said if he won, he was going to donate um, like 10 to 20% of his money, and he's donating to like various um, military service projects like Wounded Warrior. Um, and he, he had a nice little bit in his post-game interview where he said something along the lines of like, you know, a bad day for me is, you know, nothing compared to what they go through. Um, and, you know, it just shows the character of, of these young guys in baseball. This guy's a rookie, albeit. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great look for baseball. Um, I'm not a big Mets guy, but, you know, now part of me is always going to be pulling for the Mets because, you know, they got, yeah. they got guys like Pete Alonso um, in their dugout. No doubt. Um, also, um, on the flip side of that, the tweet of the night absolutely goes to Doc Gooden, uh, also a famous Met. He was sitting in the stands last night, which is insane because I feel like 90% of the time Doc Gooden is off on a bender somewhere and people can't <laughs> even locate the guy. Turns out he was in the fucking stands last night at the Home Run Derby, and he posted a tweet um, after the fact, uh, a picture of him looking extremely ill, which is weird because it came from him, um, holding a hot dog and a Coke, and there was also a kid in the picture, and he said, I bet this kid got kid a hot dog and Coke that Pete Alonso, <laughs> that Pete Alonso would win the home run derby, and he came through on his end, and the comments were absolute fire. Of course, everyone was like, please tell me you mean Coca-Cola. You know, just people going all in on this guy's mentions. Dude. So it was the tweet of the night by far. Between him, my grandfather, O.J. Simpson, I think there needs to be a cutoff on social media. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it literally was just like, I bet this kid a hot dog and some Coke that, <laughs> that well, Pete Alonzo would win. Doc Gooden's from the era when, like, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise you if a pitcher's out there on some sort of stimulant. Well, it's also like, dude, oh, because he was to, out there on shit. Stop talking to little kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're a drug addict. Get away from my kid. <laughs> <laughs> Where's this poor kid's father? Christ. Anyways. All right. Well, um, let's wrap it up here. We've got some buzzer beaters. Um, that was fantastic. We'll have Harrison kick us off to close us out. Uh, yeah, something that we don't really talk about much is uh, the sport of tennis. Uh, Wimbledon's taking place right now as we speak. Uh, over in England and just wanted to give a little heads up for you people who might not be watching at this point it's heading into like the quarters at this point uh, still got all the, the major players you got uh, Djokovic you got Nadal Federer Serena's in there uh, really cool story was this this young girl she's 15 years old her name is Coco uh, Goff I believe you pronounce her name 15 years old beats Venus Williams uh, she ended up winning a couple more times getting to the round of 16 and lost to uh, world number three, Simone Halep. Uh, but a really cool story. Um, and, you know, she ended up losing, of course, and, and she had a pretty cool reaction to it, just being like, I'm so excited, you know, 
just to even be here in the first place uh, and just had like a really good attitude about it. Wasn't bummed at all. Um, I'm sure she'll have a very, very long career. Uh, yeah. You got, you got to imagine such a dysfunctional loser at 15 years old. Can you imagine? Oh, you got I mean, like that crowd. Oh yeah. Like I would, I would probably shit myself. I mean, she, she earned a center court appearance, which is an extremely big deal, by the way, at any major tournament, but yep. especially Wimbledon and especially to be 15 years old. Ex- so yeah, she, she was doing it. Exactly. So a really, really props, cool story. Props. But in any, in any case, uh, yeah, Wimbledon's Dude. taking place right now. Just go check it out. Props, props to fucking women, man. Just laying it down. Take it easy, psycho. Yeah, you take <laughs> it easy. Fucking go protect some animals, dingus. All right, Thomas, wrap us up. Uh, two quickies. Uh, one, bet your fucking mortgage payment on the Washington Nationals to win the NL East division. The Phillies are sputtering. The Braves don't have the pitching. You're Here come the Nats. Here <laughs> come the Nats. Um, and also, uh, on a music note, Revenge of the Dreamers came out last week. Go check that out if you haven't heard it. A couple artists to tune into on there. Uh, Loot, L-U-T-E. Uh, I've been listening to him for a little bit now. Great to see him on there. As well as Deontay Hitchcock. Um, two, two guys to keep an eye out for. Really, really good young independent artists that um, hopefully... Well, you know, make a big splash what were your thoughts and, and on, use on this revenge. as a launching off platform for themselves. Harry, did you like it? I, <clears throat> yeah, man, I, I did like it. I mean, granted, it's 18 songs. Um, I didn't like every single one of them, but there was probably four or five that that I was like, all right, this is some good shit. The first song, the first song on the album, is sick. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I for, there's I, a, I mean, there's a couple of bangers on there. Um, oh, for sure. But uh, honestly, man. I truly am excited to see the progression of JID. I think this kid is potentially the future of hip hop. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. He's he's fucking five times as good as any of these other new rappers. It's crazy, man. And he's I'm not going to say he's better because I'm a major J Cole fan, but he is like a young J Cole and and potentially even a quicker rapper. I don't know lyrically if he's there yet, but I mean, it's going to yeah. be sick to see what he puts out. And and the fact that J. Cole brought him in on this is, says something all in itself. Yeah. I mean, he signed to, he signed to a uh, dreamville, which is the, the, uh, the yeah. record label. So, I mean, he's going to be working with J. Cole a lot. So I think he's, uh, he's in a pretty good spot. Look how hideous Tom looks. Um, all right. Well, Thanks, as always, for joining us tonight, ladies and gentlemen. As always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. If you are not already, please make sure to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, Additionally, please make sure to go ahead and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to our podcast so that you stay up to date on our weekly episodes. Shakes, close us out, my friend. Yeah, uh, thanks for all that hip-hop talk, boys, but I've got the real shit. Uh, rock god, living current rock god, Jack White uh, is celebrating his 43rd birthday today. Obviously, you know Jack White from, you know, the post-2000s garage rock. School of Rock. The White Stripes. Yeah, that too. Uh, White Stripes, (laughs) Raconteurs, his solo stuff. Uh, By the way, Raconteurs just released a new album, so check that out. But, uh, yeah, Jack White's birthday. So I've got uh, Ball and a Biscuit from his first album, The White Stripes. Um, Here we go. 
Later, Rock boys. on, baby. Later. Peace out.
Give it up.